Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show that's for you and about you. Those who work so sticking hard for your money, and you now want your money to start working harder for you today. You want that freedom, cash flow, and prosperity now, not 30 or 40 years from now, but right now to live that life that you love, doing what you love with those that you love. But most importantly, guys, it's not just about getting rich, it's about living a rich life because as you're blessed financially, you have a greater ability to impact and bless the lives of others. Guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in. You guys have been amazing. I appreciate so much for being a part of this show and a part of this movement, binging and sharing and even uh, you know just moving this movement forward so that we can bless more lives. So thank you so much for joining in. Here's a reminder, if you, have, if you have a Facebook page, right, and you guys want to follow us and kind of be more personally involved, go to our Money Ripplers page. We got a Money Ripplers Facebook group you can join. Go join that today. We'd love to have you join us and, and keep, keep up to date on all the cool things that we're up to. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and, and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com, or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. All right, guys. So today we've got a special guest where, again, like I've kind of gone away from having, you know, guests that are, you know, like awesome people, like the awesome gurus, right? Um, but this one I knew we had to have because uh, I know that so many times you guys will have questions about credit, right? Like how do we improve credit scores? Why do we even need a better credit score? Which I think is kind of common sense, but sometimes that's lost. You know, a lot of times we don't know that. And, and sometimes the things we're taught, I mean, we're even taught by people like the Dave Ramsey of the world that credit scores are evil and you shouldn't even have them, which is a bunch of bull crap. Because the truth is we live in a real world. I don't give a crap what he says. It's true. And so we need ways to do that. And so uh, today I have actually brought on Natalie. Uh, so we got Natalie here. She's a credit expert and financial strategist on a mission to help shift our approach to money. She's leveraged her years of experience by, by founding Credit Conversion. Also, she hosts the Mental Money Podcast and wrote the book, Converted, Uncover the Hidden Strategies You Need to Easily Achieve Massive Credit Score Success. Uh, through her presence online, she continues to drive the sometimes hard but much-needed conversations about money, and that is why she's here today. So, Natalie, thank you for joining our show. No, thank you so much for having me, Chris. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so give us some background on you and more about you. Who are you? Right. So like you mentioned, my name is Natalie. I am a credit expert and a financial strategist. And a lot of my work is centered around really empowering and educating individuals about credit. Um, it is one of those topics that are so um, divisive. Like you mentioned, mm -hmm. Dave Ramsey's just like, you know, no, you don't need a credit score and don't worry about credit. And, you know, it's a mm -hmm. pathway to debt. And then some <laughs> people are just like, you need it, like are on, they kind of 
are on the side of you where they're saying you need it. It's a reality. We're still here. So what do we do about it? Um, yeah. So after eight years of working with individuals, realizing over a million points um, and just seeing individuals access the luxuries that credit offer them, like, you know, being able to qualify for a car, being able mm-hmm. to qualify for a home um, and then other rewards, like, for example, how I use my credit cards to make money. Um, yeah. After yeah. those years of experience, I realized that there needed to be a centralized place where people can just look, reference, understand what credit is, how to approach it, the resources that are available, some of the resources, or not if everything, where to look, right? Yeah. Um, and that's where the book came from. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Like you do get a lot of people out there that say it's not worth it. But I've even noticed, even if you're not using money for debt, still we have like auto insurances and things like that that are affected by our payment history. You know, it's, it's yeah. a big deal. That's a good point. Cause a lot of people don't know that when you go to apply for car insurance, they Mm -hmm. actually are referencing your credit in order to make a decision on what your rates will be. They even have like predictive tools that determine that if you are struggling financially, or if you have credit issues, that you're more likely to get into a car accident. Wild, right? Most people don't. That's weird, but most people don't know that. So, um, and then not only that, but money is important right? We know that this is why we're listening to this show. This is why we're in our, our respective industries. However, money's changed so much over even the last 10 to 12 years, right? Mm -hmm. You have cryptocurrencies. Now people are, uh, the conversation has shifted to like things like fiat money and versus inflation, like in the relationship to inflation and like crypto and the world is shifting. We're no longer in the nineties, right? That's very (laughs) evident. That's very, very evident. And, um, and with those changes, you have to really consider how, um, when you are approaching money now, especially in relation to credit, Mm -hmm. people are, people need a point of reference to understand how to trust you. That's essentially what credit is. It's the relationship between the bank's risk and their ability to trust you. Um, I have a client who went to, I've I've been in a similar situation. The house wasn't worth millions, but Mm -hmm. um, I had a client who went to qualify for a home, had hundreds and thousands of dollars to put down. The Mm -hmm. house was worth millions of dollars. Um, However, because their credit wasn't up to par, they did not qualify for that home, even though they're seemingly with the amount of cash, the large sum of cash that they had up front, they would be less risk, right? No, interest rates were still astronomical and they still couldn't qualify because of it. You'd be surprised. Um, I mean, they had other things that were kind of getting in the way too, but cash isn't everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And not to crap on Dave Ramsey at all, but there are a couple of factors that he's not considering, namely his privilege. And you can keep that on record. Um, The fact that there are people who are invisible to the world still, they don't have things as a bank account. How are you going to have a credit card with no bank account? Where's that money being pulled from? So um, all that being said, it is important. It's a very real, tangible, necessary part of life that if we don't get in order now, it's going to inhibit you to move forward with things like being able to invest, being able to um, really understand how money works, being able to um, access everyday life luxuries and just be able to function normally in society. Yeah. I'm curious, like what got you down this path of like wanting to be in this industry and stuff? Because uh, I know we all tend to, it's, sometimes it's our mess that becomes our message, right? And yeah. I was even joking with you off the air that my credit score hit below a 500 really twice, you know, mm-hmm. during my 20 year entrepreneur career. And I've had to rebuild it both times. It's not an easy feat. Um, mm-hmm. 
what got you down this path yourself? Um, okay. So great question. And I've never, I never actually sought out to be a financial strategist, mm-hmm. never sought out to be a credit expert. That was just not, I, I actually went to school for undergrad for a psych, right? <laughs> Interestingly enough, because Same I ended up using it. You see, that's funny. <laughs> you see, there you go. I end up using the degree more now as a financial strategist than I would have as a counselor, ironically. Yeah. Right. Um, and we could probably touch on that a little bit if we have time, like the mental piece behind navigating money and credit right yeah um but I saw my mom and my aunts and their friends commiserate over being single moms not having money not having access not being able to like take care of their kids there's always more months than money there's always you know the conversations around I don't have that and it brought a lot of um not just pain but also a lot of in awareness and insight into the importance of not having access, right? That's yeah, really yeah. what on the grant big picture, that's what it comes down to access. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I end up in the situation where I realized that I was going to exacerbate a generational curse had I not broken it, right? Um, I want to go qualify for a car when I was 18 because my mom's not going to put the car in her name. She doesn't have money to buy a car, all right? Even yeah. if it's a new car, right? Um, I go and this is the first time I encounter my credit report because they said I couldn't qualify for it. And mind you, no one's walking me through this. I'm just like, I need a car. So what am I going to yeah. do? And I get to Googling and I just realized, okay, you have to go to a dealership. I go to a dealership. That's the safest bet according mm-hmm. to the Googles. And um, I go to a dealership and I was denied. And uh, this is the first time they're like, oh, your credit's not good. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> credit score is. Look up my credit score. And then I still don't understand what I'm looking at. I have yeah. no yeah. clue. Uh, and I do this. I sat in my car, well, my mom's car then, but I sat in the car for hours, just digging and digging and digging the depths of the internet to try to figure out what this was. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed that my friends in my late, a little bit later, like 2021 in the same age group were asking the same questions. Like, how did you get your car? Like, this is later now that my car is, I have a car now. How did you get a car? How did you do this? How did you do that? And then I noticed that my problem could become profitable. Other people had the same exact issue. And by addressing my own problem, I was able to help others. And then people just started coming. And by 28, I was able to completely leave corporate and turn this from a side hustle, things I was doing for friends, family, word of mouth, into an actual profitable, scalable business. Wow. Fascinating. (laughs) It's true. See, there's always a story, right? There's always something that leads us down this weird, unexpected paths, aren't there? For sure. For sure. So what are some of the strategies that you've, you've found really are helpful? Right. Um, well, first and foremost, um, you have to know what's on your report, right? So mm-hmm. that's the first part of like dismantling the the credit fear and shame and mm-hmm. whatever's going on, right? Um, looking at your report and looking at it objectively for yeah. sure is the first part of the strategy. People will be surprised. They want to know like what resources can I do and what this, but mm-hmm. if you're if you don't understand, if you don't have any context for what you're applying, you could actually end up hurting yourself more than you're helping yourself. So definitely looking at your credit report, understanding what's on your report, how it's hurting your report, and just removing the, the, the person, the, like the, I don't, I don't know the word. Attachment, right? Yes, right. The attachment yep. to those three numbers um, will definitely help you tremendously. Look at it. I, I tell my clients, this is very technical for me. I'm a mechanic looking at a car, mm-hmm. right? I'm just 
picking the pieces and just looking at what needs to be fixed, what needs to be addressed and going from there. Um, once you understand what's going on, then the second step in the strategy is to determine how fast you need this done, right? Yeah. Because if you're trying to qualify for something in a year, then you have a little bit of wiggle room. But if this mm -hmm. is something you're trying to do in three months, then the, the strategy can go twofold. Um, paying down debts without disputing them because there could be inaccuracies that could have mm -hmm. it removed. But if you want to pay it down with the contingency that they're asking, you're asking on the back end for the debt to be removed, which mm -hmm. they can do. Some companies say they can't do it. They can do it. Yeah. Um, if you want to do that, that'll be a lot faster. Um, you can negotiate with them, settle, then ask them on the back end to remove it, right? Yeah, As okay. it's not in good faith. Um, that that helps remove like the negative items quickly. Um, mm -hmm. Another really quick method and strategy that you can use that people should not pay for, an emphasis on this should not be paid for. This is a benefit of you having access to a card or a friend or family or something that um, that has good credit. You can ask them to be an authorized user on your card. Essentially, it's a way of just their good credit, right? Their mm -hmm. good credit is now reflected on your credit report. However, it should not be paid for. This is not, credit card companies do not allow for users to pay for those slots on a credit card. Mm -hmm. um, so a great, a great AU card essentially, or AU slot would have um, over seven years of mm -hmm. on-time payment history for that particular card. You're not copying their entire credit report, but just that credit account that you're being added to. So over seven years, not one single late payment would right, be ideal. Right. Or if they've had late payments over two years, that's still ideal. Yeah, um, okay. So one late, no late payments, one late, late payments over two years old would be also ideal. And then um, the card over 10 years, over seven years, no late payments. Essentially that's, that's, those are the two. Oh, and the person's not having any financial restraints currently. Right. Because if they do get any late payments on that card, that will reflect on you. you. Right. Yep. So every single thing that they do on that card will essentially reflect you and, oh, the low balance. So they should have a low balance on their credit card as well. Um, namely, 10%. Like less than 10%. Yeah, less than 10% of whatever it is that the credit limit is. Yeah. So that would be um, another strategy that will get you results within at least three months if you're really you know, diligent about getting things done. It's funny. I actually just shared that a couple months ago on our podcast um, recently because uh, I had to do that strategy as well. You know, being a 28-year-old and I was buying a big house and, and I, I had plenty of money, but I didn't have, and I even had good debt to income ratio, but I didn't have the credit history, Right. Right. Right, uh, right. At least not to get the best rate. And so I remember I asked my dad, I said, Hey dad, remember that card you had me use to buy books that one time in, in college? Can mm -hmm. I, can you put me on as an authorized user? And cause I'd heard about that strategy back then. And, yeah. and it actually bumped up my score 23 points in, yeah. in just over, over month, I shouldn't say overnight, yeah. but over month, right. From yeah, right. Month to the next bumped it up just enough to lower my interest rate, which saved me some money. It was, it was mm -hmm. cool. And again, it doesn't do anything to them. Right. Um, if anything, it just it's a it's not a parasitic relationship where they lose and you win. It's it's something where you win and it doesn't affect them at all. Right, for sure. Um I might also add that this doesn't work if your credit report is damaged. Mm. It works after it's cleaned up. Yeah. Right. So if you try to add this positive payment history, utilization, mm -hmm. all that stuff to your credit report when there's still damaging information. Uh -huh. It's kind of like washing your hands and then putting it back in the dirt. Yeah. It's just, it's, just it, it's not 
as helpful as if like there were no negative items, you've addressed everything that needs to be addressed. And then it will definitely, you'll see a definite bump in your credit score for sure. Yeah, that's true. Cause like for me, I had late payments about two years prior to that. Mm -hmm. So it probably could have had a much bigger effect on my credit score had I not had some of those things, even though it's past the two year mark still, I mean, it's, it affects you. It really does for at least the seven years. For sure. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. That's great. Uh, what else can people do to help really, you know, use this way as a way to, you know, either improve their credit score and or make more money? Like you mentioned that as well. Right. So this is, this won't necessarily, well, okay. So I'll address the questions in two different ways. Mm-hmm. One, I love this for the moms because they don't think they can save money. A lot of moms that I work with, uh-huh. just not a generalization, but the ones that I work with, they think, how am I supposed to save money? I'm barely already like, you know, scratching and surviving now. So yeah. we restructure their budget and then we find ways that they can actually save money and build credit at the same time. Right. So yeah. there's a company called Self. I use yeah. it to this day. Every time my account with them matures, I open up another one, still use it today. Um, I, the way that it works is that the company opens a CD, which is a certificate of deposit in your name for you. And every single month that you pay into this certificate of deposit, they report your on-time payment history to the credit bureaus, right? So that's one way that it impacts your credit positively because payment history is the number one factor, like weight, as far as weight, not necessarily Mm -hmm. importance, but weight that improves your, that will help your score either improve it or damage it. So adding that positive payment history is great. Second way it helps is that it reflects on your credit report as a loan. Uh Personal loans are really difficult, difficult to come by. And because of that, having that account mix, like you have a revolving debt, you have an installment debt that Mm -hmm. reflects positively on your credit report and also gives you another bump, right? Yeah. It's not an actual loan. It's your money. You're saving every single month. You sent, you, you withdraw it from your account or you send it in or whatever the case is more like a secure line of credit. Is that what it is? No, it's actually structured as a, it it reflects as a loan, just like, like an installment debt. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But of course you're, you're funding it, right? It's almost like, right. you're, like you're people, when they prepay a credit card, kind of like that, like almost mm-hmm. like an account where you can withdraw from it, but it still counts as a loan. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Essentially. And at the end of the one year, two year, three year, whatever term you pick, they yeah. literally give you all your money back or you can open a, a secure, you can open a secure line of credit with that, with those funds. Oh, okay. The reason why it's great is because if you start in January mm-hmm. and it speculates to December and you decide you want to do a year, every year you have Christmas money right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ready and willing to go, you know? And then you didn't have to think about it. Your credit is built and you have that money ready by December. Or gotcha. if you do it December, then you have it December. Yeah. Um, so that's one resource that definitely um, has helped a lot of the moms in my, in my circle and can help anyone really, if you think about it, even if you want to just save up for something, or you just know the money's there, you're uh-huh. building credit uh, simultaneously. And then the way I use my credit cards now, um, especially earning money is that mm-hmm. I only have credit card. Well, I have one department store credit card, but this is before I knew better. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I only have credit cards now that um, allow me to earn cash value, crypto value, or, um, or rewards points, right? Yeah. Only. And I have structured my budget in a way where I use 
all of those cards at all times. I do not mm-hmm. use my debit card. Rarely ever do I right. use my debit card. Um, I use my Amex for gas, for food, for travel, for, for all the things that the qualifying points would allow me yeah. to gain the travel points for those. Um, I recently went to Boston because I had to go to get a passport for my daughter. That was mm-hmm. the closest city I could get a passport appointment. Long story. But <laughs> they, um, I use my reward points to get me, her father, and her to Boston. And I paid $22 for all of our tickets last yeah. minute, right? Yeah. That I, I wasn't going to pay the $300 for those tickets. Right. It, everybody wins. But I also never have to pay interest and I never have to pay anything outside of my balance because of how I structured my budget to allow me to do that. Yeah. Um, and then I have another rewards card that's a cash rewards card. I also do the same thing with that card for all qualifying payments. Mm-hmm. That, that card pays me $1,200 every year. And oh, I've done nice. that for my, right money in my pocket, not in theirs. Um, and I do that for my other clients as well. Like if you listen to other podcast interviews, the average is about 1200, mm-hmm. right? That's what we're aiming for. Um, sometimes it's less, sometimes it's a little bit more depending on how much you're spending, but the point and the goal is to never pay interest. That's mm-hmm. it's not interest is not in your interest. It's not, yeah. you can make money with your cards. Um, you, I have a card that pays me in crypto very little, but if you stake it, if you put it somewhere where it's growing money, it's, you know, mm. it's earning interest for you, that's little ways that you can make money. And if you don't know, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. Interesting stuff. That's great. So if, uh, if people want to learn more about these different strategies and how you do it and everything, like how would they go about reaching out to you? Well, first and foremost, get the book, right? Uh-huh. Convertedcredit.com. That's convertedcredit.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, once you get your credit in order, the book will help you absolutely do that. Then you are opening up yourself to so many opportunities to make money, to, you know, remove yourself from debt. Um, and then also follow me on Instagram. I hate saying that because it just sounds so um, salesy, <laughs> but follow <laughs> no. me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok. I am really good about um, getting on live, answering questions. That's where you're going to find out. Well, also joining the email list. If you sign up, if you get the book, you'll automatically be put on the email list. Uh-huh. Um, you're, you'll get updates about trainings, about webinars, about seminars, about workshops and all that good stuff when they happen. Um, because credit is not like this, it, it's fixed, but it's also evolving. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of legislation being passed. Um, I would talk about credit news a lot because you need to understand how it impacts you as a consumer. Mm-hmm. So um, following me, definitely, if you're trying to, if you're in the stage where you are either trying to fix your credit, rebuild your credit or leverage your credit. This is where I'm I'm the person that you need to talk to. Um, If you've already, if you already have 800, I I can't help you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, maybe I could, maybe you can talk about leveraging credit in different ways, like strategies, but Mm -hmm. um, it's more so it's more tailored towards people who want to rebuild, repair or leverage for sure. Yeah. Especially if they're trying to get from their 600s to the 700s and things like that. Right, 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 right. Exactly. That's, that's ideal. Absolutely. And you said it's convertedcredit.com, right? Yes, for the book. And then it's credit conversion on almost all social media platforms. Perfect. Yep. And we're on Instagram and TikTok as well. So we'll be sure to tag you on that and yeah, awesome. and put that in the show notes. So, uh, awesome. well, Natalie, I appreciate it. This is like really good stuff. And, uh, you know, some things I even learned as well. I mean, that, that CD account, something I hadn't even realized. And now I have to check to see if I can do it in my kid's name and see if we can build kid credit and things like that too, right? That's interesting. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I'm going to try to, I'm going to look into that too. I didn't, I never thought of it. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. 
that'd be awesome. So uh, anyways, yeah, again, thank you so much. Like great value. So uh, everybody, if you're watching this of course, you know, follow her on Instagram, TikTok, we'll put that in the show notes, convertedcredit.com, or I already found out the second website, um, the opposite creditconversion.com, right? Yeah. That's Credit right. Conversion. Yep. Okay. So we'll be sure to put that all in the show notes. So you guys can be able to check her out and, uh, and, and check out her stuff. I mean, lots of great value. So again, Nellie, thank you for your time today. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. You bet. So everybody else, hey, again, it's not just one to listen to this stuff, but it's actually something to do something about it. You do it, that's when you get the results. Go and make it a wonderful and prosperous week. We'll see you later. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now.